Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. Joining me as he does every single week, which I'm very appreciative of. It's Eric Patterson. What up, dude? Not too much, Rick. I'm a, I'm appreciative of the invite every week. Uh, I'm happy to be able to do this. Um, yeah. You Highlight of my week. I appreciate that. You told me uh, when Tiger talks, uh, everything else gets dropped, right? So we're recording this Tuesday about 2.10 Eastern Tiger just wrapped up his press conference a little bit earlier. I think uh, he had a lot of things to say. Seems like everything he touched on all the all the hottest topics since the break: COVID, Black Lives Matter movement. He was touching on uh, the Ryder Cup. He said, you know, he agrees that no fans means no Ryder Cup. So mm-hmm. he was uh, he was very chatty this morning, which was good to see. In good spirits. I will have to read the transcript. You know what I wish the transcript had is who asked the question. So, you know, they, they like, they tell you who's asking the question or they tell Tiger, oh, hey, this is so-and-so from, you know, Associated Press or whatever. I would love that if that was in the transcript too. I mean, you can, some of them, yeah, I guess it's, it's nearly impossible to tell. There's a, if you, if you read the questions and then you see the stories that come out like an hour or so later, you'll, you'll be able to figure out who asked (laughs) what. Um, That's true. Yeah. Cause they all take, they all take the answers and that's the story they write. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Dylan DeShare from Golf.com asked Tiger what he was up to during the break, and Tiger took up uh, tennis. I guess he's got some courts in the backyard. He was working on the ground stroke during the break, so um, that was his story from what Tiger was up to in the break. I mean, Tiger like has got to be like, okay, if you're going to quarantine, doing it at Tiger's house has got to be the best, right? I mean, it's a compound. It's got everything you could ever need. You don't have to leave. Does, I think he has like three holes in the backyard, yeah. like – that's the He's place I want to quarantine, man. I, I'm sure I, his his quarantine life was completely different than 99.9% of people. So, yeah, it's one, it's a good spot to be locked down in. And I'm sure he has people delivering him groceries, probably cooking him meals. So he's – uh, yeah, he runs a tight ship over there. He didn't have to go anywhere. Man, that's what crazy. Imagine the guy who had to administer Tiger Woods' COVID test when he got on site. Like, <laughs> hold still, Tiger. I just got to show this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know it's Tiger Week because you've got the Frank shirt on. You can't see me, but I've got the Frank hat on. And we did not coordinate that. So you know it is a People Tiger. It's a Tiger Week. But before we jump into that, let's look at Workday last week real quick. Um, obviously, Muirfield Village. It's. I'm actually stoked about... So what happens to me is I go through four days and I learn about the holes again and I remember everything and I'm like, oh, the drivable par four, 14th and 18th, so tough. And then by the time I have it all down, the tournament's over and I forget about it for a year. Now I get to use all that knowledge that I just learned and and take it into to this week. Yeah, the, the important holes, you, you mentioned 14 specifically, like now people are going to, and maybe this isn't something they do well enough in broadcast, but people are going to know that hole's importance coming down the stretch on Sunday where Hovland put it in the water, Morikawa hit the green, and JT laid up. So it's uh, knowing the holes like that, I think they, they have to do a better job of setting them up and figuring out how they might play on Sunday so people have a better feel of what you know what's at stake on a certain hole or what a guy's trying to pull off for a certain shot. So it, it is it, nice going back to back, and now we know what is important and uh, what to look forward to. And it's a great finishing stretch of holes. So 14 is that drivable par four. 15 is a par five, which you can get after. Then you have a par three. I always like to see a par three towards the end of the round. And 18 is like one of the most difficult closing holes on tour. And if you're not in the fairway, you're you're in trouble. So it's not only do we know them, but it is a great set of holes to know. 
Yeah, we watched how important those holes were at the workday with even the par five where JT made eagle and more cow was, you know, he was in the right rough and then he, he hacked out to a place that no one's ever hit from that downhill. Yes. Thick rough patch. I don't know how far it was like 180 out, just yeah. a horrible spot to be. So it's interesting to definitely see how those, those holes affected last week because it was pretty much the entire tournament was that four stretch of holes. So um, hopefully, hopefully we can have some sort of, resemblance of what we just saw this week at the memorial were you watching the playoff live were you around Dude, a, a monitor we could i i so up here in canada we have uh tsn had it fully fully streamed on tv so full broadcast um we had also we also had like the international feed so we had um mm. instead of commercial breaks we have they would go they would cut to the feature holes which is golf tv or pga tour live sorry oh that's great so we were we were just sitting comfy up here in Canada, which I mean, I feel for the Americans who are had to click onto the computer and kind of go through that hassle, which I don't know if you want to touch on that or not, but um, yeah, was a little fired up about it. Listen, they should be. And I, and I said this, I said this somewhere, like if there are, if I could choose certain things to, to blow up, start from scratch and like figure out a new way to do it today, the top of the list would be, like the NCAA or at least how college athletics works. And then also golf coverage. Like those are the two things that I just want to blow up and start from scratch. Like they're, they're so flawed uh, that, that we need, we need a complete, you know, revolution. Yeah. It's completely dated. It it makes no sense to me why, I mean, I could go off on a ramp, although I was a benefactor of the fact that I actually had, was able to watch it on TV, but I mean, my, okay, so for example, the article I wrote saying the the playoff the tournament was going to a playoff. In the comments section, there were, we have over 250 comments of people trying to figure out how to watch it. <laughs> Maybe that's on me as you know someone's it's, presenting it's the not, news. It is not on you. But I feel like even in my recaps and my whatever I'm writing, I try to direct people on how to watch golf the next day because it. It's one of the more confusing things to figure out for someone who doesn't live in the Twitter bubble that we live in, where, you know, people from CBS are tweeting off where they can find it, how they yeah. can watch it, links to the, the stream. There's thousands of people who are sitting at home just with the newspaper in front of them, just want to watch Sunday afternoon golf, and they just couldn't figure it out how. How about this, Eric? You shouldn't have to be directed, right? We have something called the Golf Channel. Uh, that like rarely shows golf. Like I should be able to turn on the golf channel and see golf. How like or, you know what I mean? Like I don't know why it's so difficult. I know there's contracts. I actually know why yeah, it's so difficult. Rick, like there's so you, much money involved. You might be a little biased. You were on one of the channels. That so okay, should have been showing some of the golf. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually personally, my like I benefited from this. So I, I will tell you what happened here. So at, uh, on CBS Sports <laughs> HQ, we go on after every round. And we do like, okay, you know, recap of the rounds. And then on Sunday, you know, we do the full recap and we went on. I mean, so I'm, 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 I'm plugged in. I've got the earpiece in. I've got the mic on. I'm ready to talk about this. We're watching it and we're getting ready to congratulate Justin Thomas. Like, like it's over. We're going to, we're going to talk about his 13th win. We're going to do all that stuff. So I'm watching through the feed on CBS sports HQ that he makes bogey on 18. And now we're going to a playoff. And now I'm like, shit, EPAC. Now we're on live. Like we're in the live window. And now, now I'm stuck here until this playoff is over. Like this was not the plan. That, so 
that must have been exciting for you. But at the same time, people are looking for the golf. And I saw a screenshot of someone like, I'm trying to watch golf. And yeah. what are we watching here? It was you, Kyle Porter, and just breaking it down. I was like, so I will, Rick. I will say, yeah, so it was, t- it was awesome because it was really – so what ended up happening, if you actually got to CBS Sports HQ – for the most part, it was probably the best, one of the better experiences you could have gotten in the U.S. because we were showing every shot live. And then I think when CBSSports.com, they would either go to commercial or they would put up a thing that's like coverage returning soon or something like that. Um, they would cut to Kyle and I and we would be doing an ana- analysis like, oh, Morikawa was in the bunker on the – so like – that's if, not bad. Yeah. That's so like it. It, it was like my dream of like the way to do it. I wish that wasn't the way we had to do it. But like it, we went shot for shot in the playoff, which to your point, Epat, was awesome but terrifying because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. We have to fill the time between them walking to the shot and like everything in between before we cut out there and, and we're just talking through it. So it was certainly an adrenaline rush for like an definitely, hour. Definitely an experience. But at the same time, um, someone at home who has the remote in their hand, they turn on CBS expecting to see golf and they just don't find it. I just find that um you know dated and definitely needs an overhaul uh, the fact that they can't you know reshuffle their schedule to watch live sports perhaps i saw someone say this this is probably the best sporting event that sunday was the best sporting oh. event in over three months yeah um and no one could you know you ha- couldn't watch it live on tv i just it, mind it's, it's unfathomable i mean i i just i just try to think about this and listen i know golf lasts four days long i know it's hard i know it's difficult but there is never a scenario in which any other sport would tune you'd start tuning in and it would be the second quarter of a football game or the second quarter of a basketball game which is what we get every single week where the leaders have played four or five holes or a scenario in which the the official way to watch this on cable is like we're going to show this to you on tape delay five hours later. That that's unfathomable. That may have worked where like, I'll, I'll read what happened in, in the newspaper tomorrow where you're, we're not consuming this all live constantly, but it, it doesn't work in 2020. I mean, you could, any sport, you know, a baseball, a baseball game with a rain delay. Like they're not, they're not just going to cut to the local yeah. news and never send you back to the baseball that, game. That's a it's perfect always gonna example. Come back. That's a perfect example because that is outside the coverage window. It's outside the time and they will still take you there. It, I and mean, it could one be day, the, two, the two worst teams in baseball playing a meaningless game in September in the 19th inning and a three hour rain delay. And you see every pitch, don't you? Yeah, you could. I mean, Baseball still kind of blacks out games, which I don't fully understand. That's, They're a little dated too, but that's another um, story. Yeah, <laughs> an important game, you know, like the Yankees, whoever. I, they would never, they would never just drop the coverage and say, "You can watch the rest of this online. See you later." We got, uh, you know, paid programming to fill out, and you can go. I don't know what they were trying to sling on CBS, but definitely wasn't oh. worth. Oh, you know, uh, missing PGA so, Tour uh, solar solar panels. I think is what I saw locally. Um, it's it's insane. Man. I want to know how much bull riding's paying for those TV rights because they that is like an immovable slot that bull yeah, riding. Yeah, right. Even right. in the how coverage much, gap. What's what's the market uh what's the marketing budget for bull riding because they are <laughs> they must be putting up a huge number uh to lock into that spot. Uh let's talk about the golf a little bit. The the two putts that got dropped in that playoff, the 50-footer and the 24-footer that Morikawa had to bury on top was one of the moments that I audibly yeah there's actually probably video of this because we were on hq we weren't like showing it but i'm sure they record everything 
we were screaming. We were literally like, I could not believe what I was seeing, EPAT. And and that type of reaction happens maybe twice a year for me at this point. Truthfully, I I did that a few times in that final <laughs> round. I mean, I was pulling for Morikawa, but JT came back. Morikawa's uh, maybe number five, the par five. He hit a, a five wood or something, something from range, two hundred thirty yards, and he it just absolutely plopped it beside the cup, and I I gasped. And then, uh, yeah, one of the par threes, obviously he rattled the pin. He uh, and then, the stick, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then a following par three later in the back nine, he put it, you know, he might have, the ball mark was a foot past the pin. And Jim Nance, like, let out a noise I've never heard him, you know, make before on TV. Like, he was, he, like, giggled, but it was, like, in disbelief. And then, yeah, the playoff with JT dropping that 50-footer. At that point, I'm trying to write a headline where, you know, JT wins. JT, yeah. you know, going to a playoff, JT wins in a first hole of a playoff. And I just, I couldn't keep up, but those, those two pots were, I mean, that was, that was something special to watch. Uh, it's interesting because Tiger actually touched on this in the press conference. He said that Morikawa's, you know, comebacker would have been so much more yes. difficult to make with crap with a crowd yep. because like that, that entire scene would have been elevated to like an absurd level if there was a crowd there for JT's play. It is. I'm so glad you brought that up because I almost forgot about this. So we were on when I was on HQ and we were talking. So they, they hit their approach shots and we're like, OK, obviously advantage Morikawa like he's, you know, 24 feet in. But I actually said, like, I, this is so fast. I'm worried about like the four or five footer that he has after he runs this by because uh, he almost missed like a two footer on 18 to even get into the playoff. Morikawa did, right? Morikawa yeah. did. Um, and and, and also, he missed that putt in the playoff at Kelowna. Yeah. Like, he has a little bit of a short putt issue in pressure situations. So I'm going, oh, my God, he's going to he's gonna have a four-footer coming back up the hill to extend this playoff, and he's and he's and he might be in trouble. And then, of course, JT buries it. And I actually think that's – I don't want to say it's good. It's never good when your opponent does that. But now Morikawa's freed up. He does not have to worry about the comebacker. It is, he makes it and he picks it and he picks it out of the cup or he misses it and it's over. Like it, it was, cause it turns into match play at that point, Epat. Like it's, I don't know. It was so awesome. It was so good. And I was, as Morikawa was lining up that putt. Um, so JT had a putt, a very similar putt on 18, I guess would have been for his par. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was like an 11 yes. foot downhiller. And I think JT played it like, I don't know. It missed on the right side. I remember that it wiggled yep. right at the end. And Morikawa said that knowing that how JT's putt moved on the last hole, um, you know, he, it helped him with that putt he had in the first playoff hole. So it's something as small as that is showing. Um, obviously, we we saw the play on 18 and we saw it in the playoff hole. But if you can cut to a, a shot in a few groups ahead where you see how a putt flies down, you know, a hill or makes a break or whatever it is, and then a player, you know, in the final group has that similar shot it just sets up the stage like that much more to create that much more drama because at home we know how the putt's going to go and then we got to figure out if the player sees that as well so i just thought those two contrasting putts um definitely elevated the situation because morikawa's ball was like trickling trickling down yeah. and then I, I was waiting for it to to start wiggling right but it, it caught the left lip but uh i guess morikawa played it on the, like the left side waiting for it and it just it just happened to fall but i just the drama there was, I mean, that was a fun, fun day of golf. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It wiggled all over the place. Um, yeah, this kind of came up on the first cut the other day. We were talking about 
and, and you know how we do this, right? So we spent all of, tw- you know, early 2020 talking about who was the player of the decade for 2010 and then trying to figure out who the player of the decade for the next 10 years is going to be. And the two guys in that playoff, Morikawa and Justin Thomas, are kind of like the front runners of who you'd expect to be some of the best players for the next 10 years. But I wanted to get your take on this, EPAT. Is there some, I mean, there's a lot of options, right? There's, I mean, you could say Rory again. Like, Rory's unbelievable. He's, he's he'll be, what, 41 in the next 10 years, something yeah. like that. Uh, JT is a little bit younger. He's phenomenal. Morikawa's there. Victor Hovland's there. Like, like, if you had to buy stock in one player for the next 10 years right now, who is it? I think it's got to – probably has to be JT. I just kind of bet that. I, you're probably going to – that first five – the next five years of JT's career is obviously his prime. He's, you know, he's probably expected to win a handful of majors over that span, um, whereas Morikawa – year one of 10 is um he's a little further down the line i would put john rom in that situation in that conversation too um but it's it's uh it's gonna be fun to watch the battle between i mean jt and and morikawa leading your Ryder cup teams for the next you know 15 16 years whatever it is and then rom and and hovland on the other side i think that's uh quite a one-two punch for for years to come it's golf's in good hands i keep saying this like we were worried for a while what golf would look like without Tiger, and I think we're seeing how, I mean, how great it's going to be once Tiger hits 50 years old. Like, all these guys are going to be in their prime still. So I think at this point, and it's weird because we haven't seen Tiger for five and a half months or five months or whatever it is. At this point, yeah, I agree with you. I think golf is so good, so good. Tiger's just like the icing on the cake, oh. man. Like he just takes it to a whole nother level. And the fact that he's like good again, right? Like, because I was also just worried that for like that, for there was going to be like a 10 year stretch at the end where he was just going to stink, which is like, I'd still tune in to watch, but I don't want to have this guy with the chipping yips and like missing cuts all that. Like, remember that? Like I was yeah, like, yeah, it was, bad. It was bad better stretch. when he didn't play than when he did like, Oh, at least if he didn't you play, didn't want those, you didn't want those bad memories to be like the lasting images you had at Tiger. That's so. exactly right. And we're not, and we're not going to because, no. because we've got the green jacket. We've got the win at the Zozo. He won the tour championship. I mean, he's, he's what the number 14, I don't even know, I think. 14 ranked player in the world. That's right. More coward just passed him, which is so okay. wild. This is phenomenal. I, I want to look this up. I know Rom got up there pretty quickly, but uh, I mean, can't, uh, Morikawa, I he's think I know where you're going. In the world. He's got he's yeah. played he's got 28 starts yeah, that count. Yeah. He's got 28 he's been, starts. <laughs> he's he's been getting hurt by that divisor minimum events or whatever it is, but um yeah, he's only going up. Rom was a Rom had this problem too when he first came out. So, I mean, Morikawa is his his number is only going to keep going up and up and as soon as he yeah. Rom What he's Rom, doing is phenomenal. It's unbelievable. Rom, so a quick glance at this. It looks like Rom basically got to number four in 37, 40, 41 starts. That was like his uh, year-end peak in 2017. So 41 starts, he got to four. Morikawa's at 28, and he's at 13. Like, it's it's unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, one win and it shoots you up pretty high, so... If Hovland can get over the the uh, the Puerto Rico curse, he's gonna he's gonna propel up there. Sung Jay's twenty second in the world, I think. I last time I checked, so kind of okay. the forgotten man. Quickly, he gets thrown back to the back end of the line as a uh, still yeah, someone right. who's only like twenty two years old. Like it's just it's an ongoing rotation of who is the next best. And we we won't it's a good play conversation this game. to have. 
we won't play this game right now, but like no. how many of the top like 50 players in the world do you think you could name? Not necessarily what 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 order they're in, right? But like if 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 we said, okay, name the top 50 players, how many do you think you could get? You need one of those uh like <laughs> What are those little quizzes on the internet we were all doing? Yeah, when, Sporkle. Oh, yeah, sporkle. We need one of those. <laughs> fire them off fast Get a enough. Sporkle. I'm sure there, prob- there probably is one. I could, I think I can name 90, 95%. All right, so you could probably get like 40 or 43 of yeah. them, you think? But once it gets down to like that 47 range, you're just kind of guessing a little bit. Or they yeah. they throw in the odd European tour guy. Like a Victor Perez might be top 50 still, which is, he is. kind of <laughs> random. Uh, Shugo might be hanging on. Yeah, I was going to say the one I definitely would not have gotten was Shugo Imihara, who yeah, is somehow 46. clinging to a top 50 spot, which is wild to think about. All right, we'll play that game one day. Um, one thing I want to talk about, and Brooks misses the cut last week and decides he's going to play the Memorial. Um, has been well documented of quote unquote Eric only caring about majors. So I think this is the biggest sham around town. First of all, it's not true. And second of all, it's just such an easy way to disguise your poor play when you can say, ah, I'm just getting ready for majors. And also, Eric, this only works if you win a ton of majors. And let me tell you, like, there's one guy on the face of the earth who lived up to the billing of having to win majors is the only thing that counts. His name's Tiger Woods. Like, this is not, this is not the way to do it, Brooks. It, it, yeah, when you put it, like, to only say you care about majors and then you just have bad weeks all, like, <laughs> like every very frequently. Week. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's letting himself off the hook when we probably shouldn't be, because if you're going to, if you're going to come out and compete on the PGA tour, show up every week, like you're not, you're not just going out to play practice rounds, play practice rounds at home. Um, so it does give him that weird out. I don't, I don't think it's true anymore. I think he cares more than he probably leads on to, to believe. Maybe that's something he just told himself when he was on that run. Um, and I think him signing up for the Memorial kind of late proves that that's why I'm excited to see him come out come back this week um especially with bryson in the field rory tiger like he's playing with tiger and rory in the first two round in the first two rounds yeah um he's i feel like he's got more motivation than ever to show up and, and win this thing so. Th- this is this is a major i, I mean look it at pretty the much field. Is. it's a major so, so it's uh sorry to interrupt you it's no the strength of field for this tournament um this comes from that nosferatu guy on twitter uh it's stronger than the last eight masters so it gives you some context of how good this field is. Yeah. And and also I just hate tying like this 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 doesn't work when you get four cracks at majors a year and the tour is so deep. Like if he won one a year, it would be amazing. And he's probably not gonna win one a year. Like, I don't know. I, I think we've I think we've let him off the hook by falling into the trap that he's so cool he only cares about majors. I mean, since he's been saying that though, he's won four of like the last I mean nine or 10 majors. So it's a pretty good clip. True. Yes. But he's not going to win 40% of every major he plays for the rest of his life. We'll see. Okay. We'll I wish see. we had a major <laughs> this year to, to kind of go back on, but um, um, I think, yeah, this week's definitely a major in my eyes. So hopefully it is for Kepka because I'm backing him. While I'm smashing Kepka here, who I love and I hope he goes nuts and he looks great at times last week and looked terrible at times. For, okay. So this kind of goes into the major thing, how he plays, like he's like he's the coolest guy on tour. 
he has the thinnest skin of anybody who's so cool, right? Like everything bothers him. Everything, I don't know, whether it I don't is know if Bryson, it bothers him though. Like what is it? Michael Jordan is using it as fuel. Maybe, maybe. Like the Bryson think... stuff, right? He he tweets the thing about Bryson, uh, implying he's on steroids. Then Paige McKenzie. Uh, says something on what morning drive about it, and he like comments. Brooks Kepka should not be commenting random <laughs> golf digest Instagram posts about himself. Like I, I don't know. Like he is like I don't know. It, it feels like thin skin. It might be thin skin. It might be you know he he seems to be that kind of person who needs a chip on his shoulder, so he'll try and find it. Whatever you know, whenever someone says anything bad about him, I'm I personally. Did you see my series of tweets last last week? I was uh, I called him out for shooting forty one on the front. Yeah, and then he and made then... a run on the back, and I was like, I got a hedge. So I yeah. quote tweeted myself saying, "Just in case Brooks comes back and finds this tweet and dunks on me, yeah, I'm gonna bet him at whatever two hundred well, to one." Because... I would I would die if he goes out and wins and then retweets you and is like, "Thanks, Eric." Yeah, <laughs> that's the type of stuff. Like I was afraid he was gonna you know, search his name Brooks or whatever, struggling. I don't know what he. He, he definitely searches Twitter, his name. He definitely I mean, searches he's, his name. He's someone who will seek that type of stuff out and call you out on it too. So it's uh whatever. I mean, yeah, he's he has thin skin, but it's also he he flips it into motivation, I think, or a reason to a reason to buckle down. I don't know. He's a yeah. he's an interesting character in terms of like a mental side of the game. I, I yes, I think he is much more interesting mentally than he is like on the golf. It might it might be that Michael Jordan find anything. Oh, this guy snubbed me at a restaurant. Now I'm gonna go demolish him. Like I don't know. It could be part of that. So I guess I guess we'll see. We'll see this week because like I'm I'm pumped. He he recommitted to this field. I think I think he's got something to prove. And I think that the you know Rom mentioned that it's gonna set up like a U.S. Open how the scoring conditions are going to be tougher. And I think it was at the RBC heritage when Brooks came out and said he was making all these birdies and Eagles and just not moving up the leaderboard. He was kind of frustrated by that. Mm. So it'll be good to see a tougher setup. I hope for this week. Yeah, certainly seems that way. All right. So let's talk about this week. You mentioned it, the strength of field, absolutely phenomenal. Tiger Woods is back. Obviously the featured groups are great, right? I mean, we didn't get the Brooks Bryson thing, but we, I mean, that was wishful thinking. The tour, the tour lets us have zero fun. So yeah, they steer away from any fun controversies like that. But yeah, we, we tried, we did, we did our best. So it is going to be, uh, what Rory Brooks and tiger. Is that one? Of nice. Them? That's a nice trio. That's pretty good. Uh, then it is Bryson. I don't have it in front of me. What are they? Bryson, uh, can't lay Morikawa. Okay. So what that's pretty, some pretty big contrast and playing styles there. Yeah, um, I'd say so. DJ JT and more and, uh, Shoffley. Okay. Which is just a ball striking bonanza. Yeah, those guys. JT will be the only one who says any words on that group. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, true. By the way, JT is the, is now like officially the best while the ball is in the air guy. Like he's so like he's like the be right. He's like the one time where he's like, oh, this would be dope. Like if it goes in, type of guy. Like lo- love the JT commentary on more. Morikawa had the uh, Hal Sutton be be the right club. Did you be hear that right one? Club, and then he. Yeah. Then he, you know, landed it was. His three wood like two feet. Yeah, it was definitely the right club. <laughs> um, uh, that's so. Yeah, good. the final the final feature group is a little bit interesting. It's Phil Mickelson, so he's always getting his spotlight. Man. Justin Rose and Shane Lowry, which I think Ooh. Lowry is a nod to the Open being this week. So they're just gonna feature him a little bit. All right. So what? Like, 
sometimes the featured groups are like you know the last three champions or like there's yeah the three the three uh other major champions something like that this is this is a group that so it's lowry phil and who was the third rose oh justin rose oh my gosh tough, tough group i mean that is a tough group man it's probably going to be opposite i hope it's the opposite of the tiger brooks rory group and they just kind of focus just on them but we'll see yeah lowry has times lowry has not been good uh since he won the open championship i've been waiting for him to to pop he kind of he's one of the most frustrating guys to follow as well he's like for one nine he'll be lights out and can't putt and then the other nine he'll be he completely lost his iron game and he's you know trying to save par the whole the whole time so he's a he's an interesting character hmm. um I forget what I was going to say. Phil Phil continues to get his shine. Like no matter what, no matter what Phil's results are, he's getting a featured group in the deepest field ever. Phil's got a featured group. Like it's, he's, it's unbelievable. The, the PGA Tour just milking every Phil round for whatever's left. Uh, I'm surprised Fowler is Fowler's a staple in these featured groups, regardless of the field, and he didn't even True. crack one. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be tuned in from start to finish. Uh, it's a uh, those are some good groups, major when major we... fields. When do we get out of the Eastern time zone? Hold on. Let's see. Workday. Minnesota and Central. Okay. Yeah. Right. So they'll go to Minnesota. Okay. Then they'll come out to, well, then they'll go to WGC. That's in Memphis. Then they'll come out here for Harding Park, baby. A little Pacific time action. Yeah. What's that like waking up at like 345 and that's the first tea time for you? That's. It's painful. <laughs> so I, I, I really don't have to, right? Like, yeah. like. If if I slept in an extra hour, I've missed nothing. But I just I can't I gotta be around, you know? Like I like when things lock and I like to see what the ownership is and I wanna see the first tee shot off and I wanna drink my coffee and just enjoy it before I gotta do anything. Like so it it, it's it stinks, but it's exciting. Like I'm excited at four o'clock in the morning when I hop up, brew the coffee and go sit on the couch. That was another thing about the Sunday morning. It's like any any broadcast outside of the usual window is different. And it's like, like I love, I love evening golf when the, you know, it goes to the West coast and it's yeah. matinee, the prime time hour. Or then I love when it's Hawaii over in yeah, Hawaii is <laughs> a little too late. That's like, eight p- it starts at like 8 PM. <laughs> but I, I love when, obviously I love when they're over in England and in the UK playing the British and it's, you know, you wake up at 3 AM and you can start watching golf too. So it's, I like when they shift it around, they should, but I don't, you might not do it all the time, but Travelers was earlier too. It just it's a it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, I do like it. All right, let's get our picks. So last week I took Brooks. That didn't go so well, missed the cut. So you get to go first because you had Xander, who ended up finishing in he had a solid a, week. Yeah, he did. T fourteen. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with uh, John Rom this week. I think uh, seems like a, a coming out. The stage is set for a coming out party. He finished i think we there's been some chatter about his uh his final round at at the workday best best ever tee to green round of his career so i think rom something clicked for him there i hope something clicked for him there and hopefully carry over he he should suit this course pretty well he's he's long and straight and does everything right so i love that yes his um his his 64 which was eight under uh with two bogeys on the card he had made 10 birdies in on sunday uh, normally when I see that, I'm like, all right, let's go see how many putts he made. Like none. He made like no, but he was unbelievable from T to green. It was phenomenal. Um, so I do like that a lot. I'm just going to take Rory. Uh, haven't had a chance to use Rory and I actually already bet him. So last time I saw 
The last time Rory was 14 to 1 or worse. Uh, so it was the tour championship, but that doesn't count because it was a staggered start. He started five shots back. Oh, by the way, won it. Um, and then it was the 2019 Genesis was the last time the odds on Rory were this long. And um, I don't know. Rory's best player in the world. I'm just going to pick him. What did did you make a lot of the Tiger odds? Because that was some a lot of chatter early because he opened at like 28 when a lot of people were putting him at 16. I just found that. Very confusing. Or, like, what are your expectations this week for Tiger? uh, I think they have to be pretty high. So this is kind of the double-edged sword where if you're only going to play, like, six times a year, uh, you better show up. Like, you can't can't miss six cuts, right? Like, like if you're going to play this schedule, you have to be good. I also think that Tiger is one of the only guys in the world where, at this point, like, rest – strongly correlates with with positive results for him and and he knows what to do to get his body right it's all about health it has never been about the game so having the extra time he had as much time as he needed to to be right for this week he goes to a place he's won five times i think you have to have high high expectations yeah no i'm i would echo everything you just said it's he's a lot of these guys they put down clubs for a month and they lose their feel or touch and but tiger's obviously figured out a way to to you know, keep that game sharp when he is at home at his at his complex with his par three in the backyard and his hitting that, hitting bays. That and everything six he's simulator that he's got, yeah, it's unbelievable. He can oh, get a swing God. in whenever he wants. Oh, that one day, one day, Epat, that'd be cool. <laughs> got to win the Millie Maker. Yeah, that's all. A couple times, maybe. Uh, all right, that'll do it. What's going on at the score, Eric? Anything? You're, you're always like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't well, know you were. Gonna, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I don't have anything new. It's the the news, the latest news, the latest uh, breaking stuff. It's all this. I mean, I've hit. So I've hit three of the last four winners in my betting. See, preview, there you go. So. That's what. There you go. Pump pump your tires a little bit. I'm not E-Pat's a big hit, fan of pumping my own tires. Epat's hit three of the last four winners. He talks to Mackenzie Hughes on like a weekly basis. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Someone someone likes someone in the comment was like, oh, Eric just like casually dropped that he talked to Mackenzie Hughes last week or whatever. Like that was kind of cool. I was like, that was kind of cool, Eric. I guess when, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking a little too much for granted, but it is, it is cool to see him. And he's been playing decent too. So you chat him on, chat with him on the phone and then you see him on the TV playing well. It's uh, a, yeah, it's not a bad little perk. Do you guys text at night? Like, Hey, good no. round, good round Mac. <laughs> no, we haven't reached that level yet. Good, good luck tomorrow. That's uh, it's a little too too much, too personal for me. <laughs> Keep it business only. There you go. Eric Patterson, you can find his work on the score. You can find him on Twitter at EPatGolf. You can find me on Twitter at Rick Run Good. This has been 300 Yards to Unknown. We'll catch you next time.